0: Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. We appreciate connecting with you and hearing your comments on the show. Our phone number, email, and social media contacts, and our pigeon carrier (laughs) access. It's all available at the Commercial Real Estate Show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Today we're going to discuss senior housing. Senior housing is an interesting interesting industry with baby boomers coming of age. The sector also has the aspect of the care and services side of the business. We'll look at current performance. We'll look at the factors impacting the space and peek into the show's crystal ball to see what we might expect moving forward. Please welcome my first guest, George Yadinak, founder and publisher, Senior Housing News. Senior Housing News covers the senior housing industry with a national reach of over 30 thousand professionals George thanks for joining us today
1: thanks Michael it's great to be here this morning
0: well thank you George and uh, to get us started you know I hear that uh, baby boomers are all getting a little older you know what are the demographics that are expected to impact senior housing
1: sure Michael you know I think you know the statistic that's thrown out regularly today uh, in the senior housing industry is that, you know, over 10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 on a daily basis, you know, which really points to demand growing uh, over time. And I think really for the senior housing industry, there's a, a large population coming down the pipe in the next, I'd call it 10 to 20 years, that the industry is going to have to look at how to service those customers and the various demographics associated with them, you know, both socioeconomic and, uh, and other factors that are part of that uh, large population coming to uh, the end of uh, you know, their working years and into retirement, and that presents some opportunities and challenges for uh, various senior housing developers, owners, and operators as well.
0: Right. It's an interesting time ahead of us, isn't it? And, and this increased demand, uh, what do you expect it to do to the various senior housing property types?
1: Well, I think, you know, you've got a couple, you know, broad types, uh, you know, starting with independent living, uh, moving towards assisted living, and then uh, out into skilled nursing. And then what we're seeing is kind of segments into each of those areas uh, that would fit, you know, those uh, baby boomers that are coming ahead, you know, in the years to come. Uh, I think assisted living uh, continues to grow at a very, very fast pace. It continues to add more uh, dementia care and Alzheimer's care uh, as part of that product offering. And what we're seeing on the independent living area is more products and services uh, being brought into these independent living communities through uh, programs associated with uh, home and community-based services, which is part of the Affordable Care Act.
0: Okay. And you mentioned Affordable Care Act, do you expect that that to have a big impact on this industry or, or is that still unknown?
1: Uh, it, overall, it will have uh, an impact on what kind of products and services are offered you know, within the senior housing continuum. I think from just a bricks-and-mortar standpoint of the actual living component uh, of housing, uh, it shouldn't have a, too much of a, a strong effect, at least in the next uh, coming few years. But over time, I think that will increase uh, in, in importance more as the housing aspect is more integrated into the care delivery aspect of it. And I think the jury's still out, but I think more change is uh, coming down the road here.
0: Okay, and you mentioned bricks and mortar. And uh, so what does make a good location for these senior living type properties?
1: You know, for developers, you know, it's a certain set of characteristics. And then for, you know, residents, it's another set of characteristics. But for developers, really, it's a combination of, supply and demand in the local market. You know, many industry participants believe that senior living is a very, very local product and even regional may be a stretch in in some cases, meaning that the ties to the community and the services and the businesses around the senior housing community is really key uh, to the success. You know, obviously, warmer weather climates um, as retirees are heading south is consistently growing trend that we see, but developers and, and investors are finding opportunities all over the U.S. Uh, really based upon studying careful uh, data and metrics of associated supply and demand uh, in the various local markets.
0: Okay, so it has more to do with supply and demand and what kind of competitors you have around you more so than uh, kind of being near uh, the, uh, where these folks are living now?
1: I think it's a balance of of that to a certain extent. You know, I think there's a lot of people that would like to move uh, to various locations, but I think what we're finding more often than not, at least from the press side, is uh, seniors are looking to stay closer to friends and family as much as they can rather than picking up and moving their lives to a completely different place. So it's really, you know, delivering products to the local market that, provides access to friends and family, but then also provides some great care uh, and some great housing options as well.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Home is home, right? And yeah. we're speaking with George Yedinak with Senior Housing News. And and George, how has the level of care in senior housing changed over the last few years?
1: The, the level of care, Michael, over time has increased uh, in, in the different segments, as uh, I, I referenced a little bit earlier. Uh, independent living used to be very much just senior apartments, uh, and still is in some cases today. But what we're finding is owners and operators are reaching out to, you know, various third parties in these communities to bring in services on a, a bi-weekly or three or four times a week basis, uh, you know, for various care, rehab, um, you know, product and service deliveries to really allow them to live independently but have some convenience of, of the services coming to them, uh, which has been great. And I think, you know, the other part where care has changed has been the assisted living uh, spectrum. Uh, What we're seeing with the various uh, owners and operators that we talk to of assisted living is that people are waiting longer and longer to move into assisted living communities until, you know, it's almost too late sometimes. You know, there are such high levels of uh, acuity or, or sickness that people are coming into these assisted living communities which is creating some risk for the owners and operators when someone comes in and is a lot sicker than they may have been ten years ago you know when looking at uh, the demographic as a whole and i think what some people are trying to do is move towards what i would call an assisted living light where it's a balance between independent living and assisted living to kind of ease that transition so that there's not an abrupt uh, show up at the door, having one or two chronic illnesses that um, are a lot more challenging to attack, you know, on an immediate basis uh, as part of that care level.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting side of, of the uh, senior housing space. I mean, the, the level of service and, uh, you know, it's a lot more of a, a business than a lot of other real estate types, isn't it?
1: It is, and I think one of the really neat aspects from uh, from my perspective, is the balance of that business and real estate aspect of it? Because you look at senior housing as a whole, and there are all the tenants of a commercial real estate property and the, the challenges associated with that, and then you layer on the care delivery aspect of it, and it's really kind of two business or you know two pieces together which really makes it uh, different than most other commercial real estate uh, property types and classes. And I think you know, having some level of expertise on the care delivery side with a great owner operator, uh, and then having the in- individual investor or REIT as the owner of the real estate really presents some unique opportunities going forward today.
0: And how many of the REITs that own these types of properties are actually running the business side?
1: Very few. Uh, what we're seeing is really a, a kind of a, a splitting of, of duties, you know, keep the separation of church and state, for lack of a better term, where uh, the REITs are really focusing on, you know, the capital allocation uh, and asset management associated with commercial real estate and letting the owners and operators operate things on a daily basis um, because it's really a focus of expertise, you know, who knows, you know, best for lack of a better term, and really letting the professionals in each segment do what they do well, and then having kind of a synergy of alignment of philosophies, excuse me, of operating, you know, policies and procedures and risk management associated with growing these portfolios more as a partnership rather than, you know, you do the real estate and you do the care delivery.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting part of of this sector that if you don't know it about the care and delivery, you, you might not want to even get into the real estate side of it. Well, George, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being on the show with us.
1: Thanks so much, Michael. It's been a pleasure being on
0: Thank you. And for more information from George and Senior Housing News, visit seniorhousingnews.com. Well, more on senior housing headed your way, I'm Michael Bull. You're listening to The Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit BullRealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related topics, check out our on-demand show podcast. For example, last week we had an enlightening show on architecture, design, and construction. There are lots of interesting shows to choose from. Just grab your phone, tablet, or computer. Visit iTunes or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, please welcome my next guest, next guest, David Boitano, Senior Investment Officer with Ventas. Ventas is an S&P 500 company and the largest healthcare REIT in the world. Dave, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you, Michael. My pleasure.
0: And, of course, we're talking about senior housing today. And, you know, senior housing sector has certainly been involving as an asset class. You know, what do you see out there, Dave?
2: Well, um, I mean, if you go back to the, the foundations of this industry, it really got started almost as a cottage business in the 80s with uh, a few pioneers out there experimenting with different models that you'd probably think of as what today's uh, independent senior living looks like, some some housekeeping, some meals, that kind of stuff. In the 90s, there was a, a, a real surge of new products and, and more entrepreneurs experimenting with different kind of models and that's really where you saw the care come into the assisted living model there was a uh, the 90s ended with a boom with a overdevelopment of of senior housing basically the new supply outstripping and growing demand that was then reabsorbed in the 2000s today what you see is the by and large the survivors if you will from that era era the companies that consolidated, got stronger, had professional management. And today um, you see a, a variety of different kinds of model types. You see some high-end product where um, the service levels are quite high. The real estate itself has a high level of finish um, and uh, maybe probably located in a major metropolitan area. You have other product that is perfectly great product, but it is directed maybe more towards a infill market or a, a more urban market or suburban market or rural market where the um, you're away from the coastal areas. So today's assisted living as it's developed probably ranges in size from 40 units to 120 units with um, um, more and more situations where instead of them being single property owner situations, you'll see collections of 5 to 20 to 100 plus buildings being managed by the same company.
0: Right, and it's become a more acceptable uh, sector for the institutional investors like you guys. How has that affected the investment market?
2: Well, um, it is it is really equaled uh, more attractive capital for the sector in general. Um, I started in this business as an operator in the mid-90s, and it was initially um, difficult to get a phone call return (laughs) to find capital to develop a new building or acquire an asset. And as the first IPOs occurred in about 1995 or so, the uh, REIT investors like us got interested in the sector, and that was really the first step of the institutional capital coming in. You then saw banks begin to participate. You saw the agencies begin to participate. If you fast forward to today, there is a um, really a growing, growing menu of, of capital providers coming in. You've got now foreign investors interested, some sovereign funds who have entered the market. Um, most banks that I encounter out there have some form of, uh, of interest in senior housing, and that's all tended to make. Terms more competitive to drive down costs of capital, which certainly gives uh, operators and developers more options for finding the most efficient partners to help build out their models.
0: And how has this available capital affected uh, cap rates? Are uh, you seeing a lot more demand in this property type? Uh, what do you see there?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's been that's been interesting as well. So we've seen we've through the recession we first saw. Uh, in the, in the teeth of the recession, saw cap rates spike pretty much across the board, but this sector showed a lot of resilience, and um, both in terms of the operating side of the business. Uh, initially, if you looked at occupancy rates in this industry, there was a little bit of a hiccup, but the underlying demand for the health care services that are provided in this, in this real estate was really what drove it through so that that hiccup quickly recovered and that strength certainly encouraged more investor demand and so as we've seen two things one is certainly prevailing interest rates have gone down that that helps cap rates out but we've also seen the sector become more mainstream so that we've had investors who maybe in the past were looking at apartments or uh, um, office or malls or any other kind of real estate class have been attracted to this because, A, there's been continued development, B, they see the underlying demographic push, and C, um, the, the resilience of it as an operating sector so that you don't have uh, many occurrences of buildings that don't work because if you can get it constructed and if you can properly staff it and operate it, then you will uh, have the demand out there to be
0: successful. Yeah, and operations are a big thing in this sector, aren't they? We're talking with David Bortano, Senior Investment Officer with Ventos. And, and David, I'm curious about uh, Obamacare. Is that going to have any uh, effect on uh, this sector?
2: So Obamacare is projected to bring 25 million new insureds into the system by 2017. And so that wave in itself... Um, isn't as directly connected to senior housing as, say, to medical office, where you'll anticipate more doctor visits and that kind of thing. But the, the portion of the sector that I see having um, some impact from Obamacare are my customers who are in the nursing home business because they are closely aligned with the hospital systems, the hospital systems, are incentivized to make their systems more streamlined more efficient and so the degree that a nursing home can work in conjunction with a hospital system to help them uh... find a a suitable environment for patients who are ready to leave the hospital but maybe not yet to go home and also can provide the quality of care so that the patient isn't destined to have a readmission of a hospital i've seen a lot of activity there for my nursing home customers I think we will also see that extend to assisted living um, if you think of a little bit of a trailing off effect and assisted living providers as well. So there will be, there'll be some amount, but the, it's not going to eclipse just the base demographic growth that's pushing the sector in general.
0: Okay. And Dave, we're short on the break, but uh, what should we expect for amenities and design in the senior housing of the future?
2: Um, well, I think if we think about all of ourselves in terms of the kinds of things we'd want to see down the road, um, greater and greater focus on wellness centers, places where people live and have continued involvement and in stimulation. so vibrant activity areas and connections with the community around the building as opposed to the building being sort of an island off to itself. Uh, if I was developing buildings today, I'd try to avoid the cookie-cutter sort of effect, and go more with flexible spaces that as interests and needs evolve over time, you can adjust the building to, uh, to fit, those, fit those needs.
0: Right. Well, Dave, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Michael. Appreciate it. For more information from David and Ventos, visit VentosREIT.com. We'll stay with us more on senior housing in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit FranceMediaInc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We have some great shows coming up for you. Next week, we'll cover hospitality, and the week after, we'll cover crowdfunding for commercial real estate sponsors and investors. Be sure to catch topics of special interest to you. Sign up for a a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today, we're discussing senior housing. Please welcome my next guest, Rob Whitmire, president, National Senior Living Group, and partner with Bull Realty. Rob's team focuses on acquisition and disposition of senior living properties. Rob, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, Rob, to get us started, um, not all of our listeners are in the senior care business. Can you share the the various types of properties and kind of the services that uh, one delivers in in each each one?
3: Sure, happy to. Uh, There's a couple of different product types in the industry, uh, and it starts really with independent living, so uh, a setting where People can come in, uh, it's usually people that take care of themselves for the most part. Uh, but it does have a component of community space that everybody kind of hangs out in. So there's a socialization component. Uh, some of those facilities do have meals uh, and those type things, but for the most part the occupants can take care of themselves. Uh, assisted living is kind of the next step up. Uh, those are state licensed uh, and they have 24-hour medical care. Uh, so. But the range of service within that product uh, varies depending on the need of the occupant. Again, heavy on the socialization, so uh, they want people to get out of their rooms, uh, they check on people, um, and it's a fun environment. Uh, And so that segment's growing into uh, dementia care, memory care, Uh, and so you'll see quite a few of these facilities that have added a wing uh, that becomes um, more of a memory care facility and move residents over when it's necessary. Uh, and then you have skilled nursing facilities, SNFs, uh, and those are your um, state license but 24 hour care. Uh, and, you know, but not what we think of 20 years ago as a nursing home. I mean, these are uh, heavy in amenities, uh, and when you walk in, you think, wow, you know, this is a nice place to be. Uh, and then a lot, one of the groups that people don't know a lot about is a continuing care retirement communities. Uh, And those are, uh, it's kind of a new thing that's aging in place. So it's an environment that you could walk into um, in the independent living and then move throughout as you need more care. Uh, And one thing is a little different payment schedule where there's an endowment, a large endowment, usually over $200,000 to buy into this type property. Uh, But then the opportunity is for your monthly payment to stay pretty constant over the term of your care. Okay, so you're kind of buying an insurance policy
0: that will protect your, your cost monthly moving forward, right? Exactly. Okay, and then you also you have the same or some of the same common areas, so you're you kind of you're not having to move.
3: You know where you are, yeah, yeah. throughout your care. <laughs> okay, and
0: Rob, your senior housing has become a more accepted asset class in the investment world. So so what has that done to uh, sales volumes around the country?
3: Well, as you can imagine, I mean, significant growth. So, for instance, back in 2010, uh, you're talking about less than 20 billion in transactions. Um, 2011 uh, was really when the REITs got into this big time, and so uh, over 85 million or 85 billion in transactions, and a big part of that was uh, a few really large. Uh, property transactions. And then 2012, we had 58 billion. In uh, 2013, uh, the numbers are just in where it's just a little over 50 billion. Um, now, if you look at the numbers quickly, you'll say well, it looks like it's tapering off. But um, that's really not the case. In 2013, we had significant demand. Uh, and so you can't read into that that people don't want them anymore. It's really there just wasn't enough supply to go around.
0: I see. Okay. And how has that affected uh, cap rates for these property types?
3: Um, cap rates have definitely become more d- compressed. Uh, and so what used to be for a, an assisted living facility, a, you know, a nine cap, uh, has become much more uh, closer to a six and a half, seven cap. Uh, skilled nursing is a little bit higher than that. So what used to be a 12% cap uh, now is probably closer to 10 um, of course, the caveat is you have a wide range of facilities, uh, and so we make some pretty big assumptions in those numbers.
0: Okay. And which property types are investors most interested in? Where's
3: the most demand? Um, assisted living facilities, you know, for particularly stabilized products. So, uh, you know, if you had 100 of them, you'd sell them in 20 minutes. If you had 1,000 of them, you'd sell them in an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's that many people that would like those. Type facilities.
0: Okay, so that's why the volume is is uh, controlled by the uh, amount of product out there, right? For sure. Well, Rob, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. For more from Rob, visit bullrealty.com. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on senior housing in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. We're excited to announce a new video series called Ask Michael Bull. Each business day, we post a video to a listener submitted commercial real estate question. To access the discussions or to submit your question, visit YouTube channel, Commercial Real Estate Show, or Twitter account, at AskMichaelBull. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit commercialrealestateshow.com or call 888 612 SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is The Commercial Real Estate Show. You're invited to check out the Commercial Real Estate Show on YouTube. That's right, you can find a great selection of informative videos. You may wanna subscribe so you don't miss a video of special value to you. Just visit YouTube and search for the channel Commercial Real Estate Show. Today we're discussing senior housing. Please welcome my next guest, Dave Haggerty, President and Chief Operating Officer, Senior Housing Properties Trust. Senior Housing Properties Trust is a healthcare REIT which owns 396 properties in 40 states and Washington, D.C. Dave, thanks for joining us today.
4: All right. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you, Dave. And uh, well, we're curious about this, this increased demand that, that we hear about, the demograph- demographics coming down the road. You know, What do you expect for property level performance moving forward in the senior housing industry?
4: Uh, well, you know, the performance should be excellent for the next several years. And I think it's very important to make the distinction between the different types of senior housing that there is out there. Uh, You have certainly independent living, which uh, is minimal amount of care, but very much hospitality, social, and so on. And then you have assisted living, which is very much a need-driven service, um, and that's become the most focused, uh, uh, most in-demand senior living service. And then you have memory care, which unfortunately is becoming more and more uh, a requirement for care providers to provide and people need. Uh, and, of course, there's the uh, skilled nursing that's been around since the mid-60s. Uh, but um, I would say each of those areas have uh, pretty positive fundamentals uh, going on with the demand for service, for uh, elderly care. And um, I think, um, you know, each sector has a tremendous amount of upside opportunity. Uh, normally, I would say... Um, Independent living right now is having the greatest um, margins and growth potential um, because there's very limited new construction going on, and um, you know I think you're going to expect to see probably uh, high single digits to maybe low double-digit returns on independent living at the moment. And assisted living tends to be more uh, growing every year, um, performance-wise, uh, probably by about uh, five or six percent per annum. And memory care, depending on what part of the country you're in, uh, also is uh, about the same level of performance. Uh, Skilled nursing is having some more difficulty just given um, anybody with resources is looking to go to assisted living instead of skilled nursing these days. So uh, skilled nursing is actually holding steady to maybe slightly declining.
0: Okay. And Dave, how has this performance and, and outlook uh, for the sector affected the investment market for some of these sectors in uh, senior living? Uh,
4: well, because of uh, the performance of these sectors, uh, it is certainly attracting more capital to invest in these properties. Um, you know, you have uh, the various healthcare real estate investment trusts like ourselves that invest in this space, uh, but also there's been a number of uh, private equity players that have gotten into the space to invest in it, um, and a number of private real estate investment trusts uh, and other traditional real estate investors have taken an interest in this space. Uh, even a few multifamily investors have started to focus on senior living as a, another avenue for growth.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And so, what is that doing to cap rates? Can you share some uh, cap rates on some uh, sample transactions that you've seen? Uh,
4: sure. The um, uh, you know, I think the cap rates very much depend on um, where the property is located and what type of property it is. Um, I think the, the range of potential um, is anywhere from like a uh, truly class A property in a more urban setting is probably going to be um, best case high fives and otherwise maybe to um, to mid-sixes while um if you get outside the urban setting uh you'd be looking at more something around a seven to seven and a half cap rate um, and then uh if it's a Class B asset or so in a rural setting or non urban setting uh, you're probably looking at more seven and a half to eight and a half cap rates, but that's pretty much the range and as I said it depends on exactly the specifics of that property um, our transactions in the last Uh, say six months have been more in the neighborhood of um, uh, 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 low sevens to low eights for
0: cap rates. I see. Now, these four uh, independent living uh, properties or just uh, all the property types?
4: Uh, Predominantly independent living and assisted living uh, properties. Uh, We do not invest in skilled nursing ourselves, but but, uh, anything that offers a private pay uh, senior living component would be Something we would invest in, and that would be our our range of investing.
0: Okay. And how do you see these cap rates trending? Are they compressing slightly? Uh, what do you expect?
4: Um, well, given uh, it's an interesting dynamics we're seeing right now, because normally I would say um, the cap rates should be uh, starting to rise, but um, cap rates are staying steady and holding steady. I don't expect them to really go down from here. Um, but I do think that there's uh, more capital-chasing transactions than uh, supply of product out there. So uh, I expect the cap rates to hold steady for uh, at least probably the first six months. Uh, and the only thing that really could change that is if you start to see um, interest rates materially uh, spike up and raise everybody's cost of capital.
0: Okay. All right. Well, great. Well, that's interesting. Well, we're going to have more for you in just a moment. We're going to take a break and get back with Dave Haggerty on the senior housing in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. IMN, Information Management Network, has some outstanding conferences coming up. The Private Equity Forum on Land and Home Building in Miami, April 22nd and 23rd. Also, the Condo Development Forum in Miami, April 24th and 25th. And be sure to catch the Bank and Financial Institution Special Asset Executive Conference in Atlanta, May 29th and 30th. For more information on these conferences and others, visit imn.org. That's imn.org. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800 800- Four zero eight bull. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Do you have any questions related to commercial real estate? Well, check out Ask Michael Ball. Every business day, I answer a listener's question on video. You can check it out at the Twitter account Ask Michael Ball or on the YouTube channel. Commercial Real Estate Show. Well, today we're discussing senior housing. My guest is Dave Haggerty with Senior Housing Properties Trust. And Dave, you guys are very active in the investment market. What types of properties and uh, criteria do you have for properties you're looking for today?
4: Uh, well, Michael, as you mentioned, um, we invest across the whole spectrum uh, from independent living to assisted living, memory care, um, and we'll do skilled nursing if it's a component of a larger. Uh, complex. Uh, And there's also these continuing care retirement communities, which include the whole spectrum out there. Um, We, um, you know, our particular company, because of our size, we have to focus on transactions that are about $10 million in size and up uh, for a single location. Um, You know, we have bought a number of individual assets that are in around that price range as well as uh, around the rest of the country. Uh, we are very much focused on private pay, senior living with um, good demographics in the area, uh, and relatively uh, limited competition. Um, and I, I think we've um, had a very good run of uh, acquiring individual properties throughout the country.
0: And so you're open to properties all over the country, right?
4: That's correct we're currently in uh you know forty one states um, and we have various operator relationships we don't actually operate ourselves, but we lease out to others or hire a manager to manage the properties but
0: okay, so that's interesting, so you guys are just owning the real estate part and the operators but but are operating these facilities uh,
4: that, yeah that's right we um uh, I mean as a real estate investment trust we're uh you know, we really have to take a passive investment role uh, and not compete with uh, a day-to-day operator in the business. So, um, you know, as a real estate investment trust, our focus is uh, to grow our cash flows, pay a dividend out to our shareholders, and in fact, the income tax laws require us to pay out uh, almost uh, almost our, all of our earnings to our shareholders. So uh, we but we are allowed to engage a manager to manage the property and we keep the bottom line of the business and then are able to pay out to shareholders uh, the earnings.
0: Excellent. So what makes a good location for a a senior housing property? Uh,
4: Well you know uh, what's interesting is that it's uh, one size does not fit all. I think that um, around the country there's a number of very successful urban locations. Um, I think the key is that your market uh, area is approximately within a five-mile radius. I'd say about 90% of your consumers will come from a five-mile radius. And so um, you want to look for good demographics for that location. Uh, you definitely want to have um, a good visible spot uh, within that city or town so that um, drive-by people can see your name out there and then uh, when the need comes to uh, get those services that they think of you, um, So uh, I think there are, uh, uh, in fact, there used to be uh, before 9-11, 2001, we had uh, everybody wanted to go to the warm south, and uh, I think as time has gone on, people wanted, after that, wanted to be closer to home. So um, I think there's a, uh, you've seen a need for senior living throughout the whole 50 states in the country. Um, and I think a lot of people depends on their family situation and want to be close to home.
0: That makes sense. Well, Dave Haggerty, thanks for joining us today, sir. Uh, you're very welcome. For more information, Thank you. And for more information from Dave and Senior Housing Properties Trust, visit snhreat.com. Well, can you join us next week? Well, I hope so. It'll be an interesting show. We're talking about the hospitality industry. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Atlanta Office Liquidators, new and used furniture liquidators, France Media, publications and conferences, and Bull Realty Commercial Brokerage, a great place to do business. For more information on these companies or to access additional podcasts, videos, or blogs, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.